Welcome to the Gentleman Ultra podcast, where we continue our special series of three World Cup questions, where we ask the same three questions to some of our friends in the world of culture. Today, our guest is Ricardo Ball, sportscaster, broadcaster, and host extraordinaire of SENZ Extra Time. Ricardo, thanks for joining us once again. Yeah, cheers, Frank. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. No New Zealand um, presence at the World Cup this year, but I'm, I'm sure you can find yourself someone else to support and entertain yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm following Croatia, oh. following Croatia. And I, I think they're a team that's gone under the radar. Nobody's talking about them. I mean, they were finalists last time and they are literally, I think they're 11th or 12th favourite at the bookies. Um, and I think the team's better now than it was four years ago. So yeah, keep an eye on the Croats. I, I fancy they'll do the Belgians in the group and they'll qualify top there. So yeah, nice. I like the look at that. Nice. No Super Mario up front though. So No, no, yeah, no. And annoy everyone and give off the old tactical foul. You can't can't beat him. He's, he's a legend for that, isn't he? He is, yeah. So yeah. They, they don't really have that big traditional nine at the moment. Probably Kramerich is probably the closest they've got yeah. at yeah. the moment. But um, yeah, right. no, they look good. They look good everywhere else. Yeah. All right, let's go. So I've asked you, I've asked, you know, a few of our past guests these three questions and I'll do the same with you. So what's your favourite moment from your World Cup past? It's, um, it's not actually at the tournament. It's, in 1982, it was January 82, and the All Whites had to go and play China in Taiwan to qualify a one-off game. Uh, and everything was against them, the heat, the officials, the crowd, everything was against them. And they went there and they won 2-1, um, beat China effectively in, the, in their own backyard and uh, uh, qualified uh, for the 1982 World Cup. And I was nine I think at the time and my dad had taken me to all the qualifying games that had been in Auckland for the tournament so I'd and I knew the team you know I'd run on the field I'd got autographs I'd you know shaken hands with people and stuff so like there was a real attachment there uh and to go on that journey I think at the time it was the most games anyone had played to make a world cup final uh, finals you know um because we had played you lot and, and uh I think Tahiti and someone else down here in a group home and away and we got out of that then we had to go into another group that had Kuwait and Saudi Arabia and China and someone else in it and we we got uh, we ended up finishing uh tied with Saudi Arabia no we that's right we tied with China we had to beat Saudi Arabia in the last game 6-0 in Saudi and we thought, oh, we well, no chance. And we were five nil up at half time, oh, wow. playing on AstroTurf, and uh, and then couldn't score in the second half. And that meant everything was deadlocked. So that was why they needed the playoff game with China. Ah, okay. And, and um, yeah, so so that's that's my favorite uh, favorite moment, just as a kid, just the excitement of being on that journey, and then getting you know getting to see uh, little old New Zealand at their first ever football World Cup. Was that game on TV? The the yeah um, the, the China game. Yeah, the China game was on. Like, honestly, for a, for a rugby nation, I was like, there was a game that stopped the country. Like, yeah. everybody watched that game because yeah. everything was on it. And back here at the time, the All Blacks weren't flavor of the month because they'd just done, they just had the Springbok tour. So the country was divided on all that. I think we mentioned that last time. Mm. So at that point in time, a lot of people had turned their backs on rugby and then the All Whites were on this great run. And so they got a lot of support. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a big deal back here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and and many of those guys, of course, uh, are legends of New Zealand football. What was it like for that for that big gap until what twenty ten until they qualified? Were they, were they always the 
was it 2010? Was it? Yeah, first? it was 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Was that their? Um, was that like the? Were they like the go-to poster children for every time something would go wrong or? Yeah. New Zealand would just miss out the you know the, the final hurdle. I know a lot of the old Socceroos would always get dragged out you know in the very last playoff game. Was that something similar over there? Yeah, it was Steve Sumner who was the captain of the '82 team. You know, um, and uh, he was a great guy, Steve. And he um, he was very much like that. He was very much a mouthpiece. You know, Winton Roofer as well, although probably less so than Steve in terms of getting dragged out. Steve was very much up for anything and always keen to talk and and things. And, um, you know, he had that great record of, I think, against Fiji. We beat Fiji 13-0 in a, in a game, and he scored six from central midfield, um, and like including one that was about a 30-yard top corner, you know, that I remember that. So, yeah, and he, he was an absolute legend. So, yeah, he would get wheeled out a lot. Um, Adrian Elric, who was a player that I think he played in Adelaide for quite some time as well, got wheeled out a bit. And then, of course, you had Ricky Herbert, who was in the 82 team, and he was the coach of the 2010 team. Mm-hmm. So it nice. had that tie-in. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, they got drawn in a relatively tough group with, like, Scotland and Brazil and Soviet Union. But, yeah, it's still pretty cool. They got to play against that Brazil, that iconic 82 side. That's pretty awesome, regardless yeah. of the result. The best team to never win a World Cup, they reckon. That's what yeah. they said about that team. And I think, yeah. what did we lose? I think we lost 4-0 to Brazil, mm. um, lost 3-0 to the Soviets, and lost 5-2 to Scotland. And the two goals we scored against the Scots put them out. Yeah. <laughs> How was that to watch your, that match with your dad? Yeah, it was great, man. It was amazing. You know, And the thing, too, because Scotland, um, I'm pretty sure Scotland was our first game. And at that time, that Scottish team was loaded with players that we watched here from the, you know, first division in England, you know. So you had Graham Souness, um, Alan Hansen uh, was in that team, Jim, Jim Layton was in goal, Steve Archibald from Spurs, um, Gordon Strachan. You know, it was a it was a real who's who. That Scottish team was amazing. Should have done yeah. so much more than they ever did. Yeah. Um, so for two of our guys, Steve Wooden and Steve Sumner to score goals in that game against the Scots, against that back line, you know, it was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And was your dad as happy as you to, for the, to see them go through? Was it that unexpected for everyone? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with my dad is that he grew up in a, uh, it's a place called Glen Innes, which is a sort of real working class suburb. It was set up after the Second World War for returned servicemen, basically, to buy cheap houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit of a real working class suburb. And his brother was a really good rugby player, but he never played rugby. He just always played soccer, mm-hmm. you know. And um, even as he was a he was a Kiwi, um, but was gravitated towards that, so played that. And um, so yeah, it was always he was always really passionate about it, you know. I mean. He I didn't go to this game, but there was a game that we played, which was our first game in the lead up to the qualifying for that World Cup. We played Mexico at Bill McKinley Park, which is basically like a club ground, you know, really, you know, maybe holds about two and a half thousand. Uh, and that, that all whites team beat Mexico 4 0. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So moving on to the next question. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite game from your World Cup life? This is a tough one. I, I, I kind of really, I kind of had to rack my brain about this because there were, there were so many, so many great games, um, like that. And that's the other thing. Eighty two was a special tournament for me because I was, a, I'm a Kiwi, but my mum's Italian, and we kind of grew up as Italians. You know, that that side of the family was very Italian, um, and so you know we. You supported Ferrari and F one, and you, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was kind of very brought up. Uh, that the family was very tight, so you brought up Italian on that side. So having the Italians there as well. Um, so I probably have to say the final um, of '82 when we beat the Germans three-one. 
and uh, you know Marco Tardelli, um, that um, uh, celebration of his was just you know it was just amazing. And that through that whole tournament, my dad would write me notes um, so I could go to school late so I could finish watching the games in the morning. Um, so I went to school late a lot during that World Cup, and. So I was really invested in the whole World Cup. I was football mad as a kid, like absolutely football mad. And so that game, I think, because there's the other thing is that all dad's mates that he played with were tended to be English or Scots, maybe Irish, um, very few Kiwis in his team. And so you kind of got that whole um, thing from them that, you know, it was always, you know, the Germans, there was always this thing about the Germans and, you know, that whole um thing about you know football's 22 men running around for two hours and in the end the Germans went on penalties um you know kind of there was a bit of that so yeah. when we got the Germans in the final particularly after the way they brutalized the French I oh, I was like not confident yeah. I thought this has been a dream to hear and even at nine the cynicism was there <laughs> you know this, and I'm like ah oh, we're not going to get past you know Rumenigger's robots um yeah. you know it's just uh, it's not uh, not going to happen so yeah. yeah it was just um, I was just uh, over the moon when that happened, and and that game, yeah, st- stuck with me. Yeah, awesome, awesome choice. Yeah, and then finally, yeah, what's been your favourite team from your World Cup journey? Well, there's been a lot. Uh, I had to go past that 2006 Italian thing, though. Um, that was a team, you know, that there were a lot of parallels between the '82 team and the 2006 team. You know, there there had been the problems that Juventus and a few other clubs had had with around the the referees, and they got relegated to CAB, and uh, there was everybody was off them, and a lot of the stars, and uh, there was no expectation. And I've I've i found what through World Cups, you know, supporting Italy, that when there's no expectation, we do well. <laughs> if there's lots of expectation, we tend to blow up. Um, so yeah, I was quietly confident going into 2006. I backed us at the but before the tournament, I backed us. I put a hundred dollars on Luca Tony to be golden boot. I think he was paying maybe 11s or something, and I put money on Italy to win the tournament. And um, and so yeah, just following Italy through that tournament. Uh, I mean, I still think you know to beat the Germans in the semi final was amazing, probably the best game. Best game was probably the Ukraine game in the quarterfinal. It was a very good Ukrainian team, and we just bossed them. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Marco Marazzi's absolute shithousery with Zidane in the final, and Zidane getting sent off was just a thing of beauty. So, yeah, I, I think that probably that that 2016. Yeah, but Matarazzi contributed across the whole tournament. You know, like he gets remembered for that red card. But yeah, it's always it always seems to be the way. There always seems to be like an unsung sort of hero, and Grosso was that guy, and. You know, Matarazzi, Nesta got was it Nesta got injured and Matarazzi yep. come in and he was he was sensational and of course you know led to Zidane getting sent off but yeah and it was, a, it was like good a really was... good overall contribution like the whole team contributed to that World Cup it wasn't you know just a a huge standout it's like when your your left back is one of the players of the tournament you know you're doing something right yeah and and Fabio Cannavaro as well oh, I mean nice. what a tournament he had I mean mm. I think he is still the last defender to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, you know, amazing. back back to then. Uh, so, I mean, that says a lot. And yeah, so the, and that team, you know, they, well, Italians, Italian football teams always have this, you know, defensive, um, you know, they're a defensive reputation, reputation and, and things. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they throw their shackles off in 2006. <laughs> you know, they played really good football, really attacking yeah. football. And, you know, Grosso was a big part of that, the way that he was almost played as a winger. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time and, you know, won the penalty against Australia and and then scored that goal against the Germans in the semi. It was just oh, yeah, just man, superb. Yeah. That Even that, that extra time, I think at one point there's 
I've said it before. I think there's like four strikers on the field at one point. I mm. think he's got like Yaquinta, Giladino's on the field, Del Piero's in the field, Yaquinta's on the field. I think I could be wrong. Was Totti um, on as well? Yeah, it's just like he just throws caution to yeah. the wind, and that extra time, that half an hour. Like even now, like if you listen back to the commentary, and it's funny because um, you listen to that commentary, and I've got it on a USB in the car. Every now and again, I put it on for that game, and it's just all yeah. the little clips that you listen to the the counter attack with Del Piero and Grosso, and you listen to the the first goal, and the it's oh yeah, gets me gets me teary and goosebumpy all at the same time. <laughs> like, amazing, amazing, yeah. Well, it's been awesome to chat, Rick. Thanks very much for that. Three My great pleasure. memories, and yeah, enjoy your World Cup. I will, mate. I will. I will. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, fingers crossed, the Croats do us proud, and, and you know, and and, uh, and go go a long way. I think I think they will. All right. Enjoy. Thanks again. That was a great chat with Ricardo Ball, uh, broadcaster and host of SEN New Zealand Extra Time or SENZ Extra Time, I should say. Um, hope everyone's well. Please don't forget to rate, review and share the podcast. And of course, you can find more culture goodness at gentlemanultra.com. Thanks very much for listening. Enjoy your culture.